Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Brother Justin Cooper coming to today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today and know that I've been praying for you and I sure do appreciate your prayers for me. And one thing that always amazes me is the people that listen to the broadcast, not just here in our country, but even around the world. And I thank God for all of you that are there standing for the faith and being faithful in your service to the Lord. My prayer is today that our time together in the Bible will be profitable to you and that God will speak to your heart in a very personal and a very powerful way. We've been studying in Genesis 22, and I believe this is our seventh or eighth study, and we're only about down to verse number nine, and we'll continue in this text today. And this is a very familiar story, a very well-known story, a very important story, the story of Abraham and Isaac and Mount Moriah. And we'll get into that in just a moment. Now, let me plug the podcast quickly. I said we've done several studies in this chapter already. Maybe you've missed one of the prior Bible studies. Those are available for you via the podcast. You can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and I believe other podcast platforms as well. And just go find Striving for Revival. It's free for you to subscribe to. You can listen to all of those Bible studies. There are hours of content. Uh, they're available for you. And I like the podcast because you can pause and rewind or re-listen to a Bible study that we've done. And it might help you as you take notes with me as we study our Bible together. And you know that's what we do. We just get our Bible, go down through these verses, just make the application, and we want God to speak to our hearts. Now, in Genesis 22, God came to Abraham at the outset of the chapter. And he says, Abraham, I, I, I want you to offer Isaac, your son, he said, the son that you love, and I want you to give him to me as a burnt offering. I've made this statement, but I want to say it again. A man is never really tested until he's tested in the area that he loves the most. And God comes to Abraham not in something that is a non-essential, not in something Abraham could say, I'll take it or leave it, but in something that he was very attached to and affectionate towards, something that he dearly loved. He said, Abraham, I want your son Isaac. And you think about that. All the years Abraham had prayed and patiently waited and looked for the fulfillment of that promise. And then finally, Isaac was born. And now God said, I want Isaac back. Now, it would have been the tendency of the flesh to maybe falter, maybe maybe stall a little bit, but faith kicks in in Abraham's life. He's a man of faith, and what does he do? Well, it tells us in verse number 3 that he rose up early that very next morning. And I like that. Faith responds immediately to the command of God. Faith does not ask why. Faith does not ask where. Faith does not ask how. Faith just says, if God said to go, then I'll go. So often in life, if you're like me, I like to plan things out. And I like to know not just step one, but I like to know step two, step three, step four. But I found out with faith, that's not always how it works. I found if you'll take the first step by faith, then God will illuminate the next step, and there'll always be enough light to go forward another safe step in faith. And that's what Abraham does. He just obeys God. He rises up and he goes. He saddles his donkey, the Bible said. He gets his servants together. They get wood for a fire. He grabs Isaac, his son. They begin this journey to a mountain in the area of Moriah. The Bible said it's a three-day journey. 
I thought about that. It probably was wearing in a battle internally in the life of Abraham as he walked with Isaac on the way to Moriah. Because Abraham, being the father that he was, he did not want to sacrifice his son. He didn't want to see that happen to Isaac. But I'm glad faith did not just help him start. Faith kept him steady when the traveling got rough. It didn't. He didn't fall out. He didn't stop short. But he continued and he pressed on by faith. I've told you this before. You and I need to be careful. Everything we do for God ought to be bouncing off the springboard, if you will, of faith, not emotion, not a spiritual high, not excitement. And I'm not against that. We need that. But I need to live by faith. I need to live by principle anchored in Bible truth. And if you and I will start in faith, I believe faith can keep us steady. A lot of folks sort of like a flash in the pan. They start off hot for God, and they're on a spiritual high, and then the first bit of trouble comes or sacrifice is involved, and they fall out. If you and I will anchor our faith in God, it keeps us pressing forward. The Bible told us that they make it to Mount Moriah after that three-day journey. Abraham looks at his servants, and he said, Now, you, you, you men stay here. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And that's a statement of faith again. He, he believes God's going to let him and Isaac come off of that mountain together. The two, Abraham and Isaac, begin to travel up that mountain. As they go, Isaac looks around, and he, he notices, well, we have, we have wood. It's on his back. He's carrying it. They have fire. Abraham's carrying that. And there's a knife there. But he said, uh, Father, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And in verse 8, Abraham responds and said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And we talked about that last study, how God, Abraham believed God would provide a substitute to stand in the place of Isaac, to die in his stead. But also the application can be made, God will provide himself a lamb. We see that fulfilled in the New Testament as Jesus, who is the Son of God, came as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, and he died on a cross, our sacrifice for sin, the lamb who died for us. Now, we'll pick up our reading today in verse number 9. We read verse 9 and 10 last study, but I want to read that to get into the text for today. Verse number 9, here's what the Bible said. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. So Abraham is doing what God asked him to do. He has built this altar, and Isaac has obviously complied with his father, and that shows you that Isaac trusted the faith of his father, and he allowed Abraham to bind him with those ropes, and Isaac is now on that altar. In verse 10, the Bible said that Abraham takes the knife in his hand, he raises it up, and he begins to bring it down toward the breast of his son. But just like God, God steps in right on time. He's always on time. Verse 11, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Now there's something to notice here. I mentioned this maybe in the first study in this text, that when God comes to test us, God is not testing us to 
help him gain knowledge he does not already have. God is not needing us to reveal something to him. God knows it all. But through the test, it will reveal to us our depth of faith, our depth of devotion. And God can pull things out of us where we will be better after the test than we were before it. Here it tells us, God says, he says, now I know that thou fearest God. Really, this statement is now it's been revealed openly. You see it now. He said, it's very evident that you have a fear of God. He said, you you had faith enough to follow through with what I've asked you to do. You've been faithful. And here is the response. Because of Abraham's faith, God steps in. And in verse 13, the Bible said, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold him, behold, uh, behind him, rather, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So you see what God has done. I said right on time, God honors the faith of Abraham. He said, Abraham, look. Abraham looks, and there's a ram caught in a thicket. Its horns are wrapped up in its branches, and there's nothing about that is no, that is normal or that is expected, that is supernatural, that is divine. God has placed this substitute, if you will, there on that mountain. And we don't have time today to get into it. We'll get into it next study, but we will find that Isaac gets to be taken off of the altar, and this ram will be laid on the altar, and it's a great picture of our salvation when Jesus Christ chose willingly to leave eternity, come to earth, leave glory, come down to dwell among humanity. And he went to a cross, our altar, if you will, and he suffered and bled and died in our place. He tasted death for every man, became sin for us, so that you and I would not have to bear the punishment and the eternal judgment for our sin. What a wonderful truth it is, the substitutionary death of Christ. We'll talk about that more next study. That's all the time we have for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.